following content is a PodCloud Network production. What's up, everybody? My name is A.O. Aaron Omar Baker, and this is the A.O. Show. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 27. Hope everybody out there listening is blessed and highly caffeinated, just like myself. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. This is the PodCloud Network podcloudnetwork.com part of my fresh.com if you want to download that part of my fresh radio app so this episode we have two interviews one with velvet thunder and one with cambry eight so i'll let you know who those two gentlemen are very soon and shortly but before we get into that i want to let everybody know about the other show that's on the podcloud network it's by my good friend my big bro lloyd a thompson and his partner mad mike they have a sports show So this week, Lloyd and Mad Mike, they talk about New York Jets rookie Jamal Adams and his recent comments about being willing to die on the football field. The guys also discuss Colin Kaepernick still being out of a job in the NFL, the Yankees and the Mets and their ups and downs, and the latest in the Knicks and the Carmelo Anthony saga, which, as all of you know, is near and dear to my heart being the New York Knicks fan that I am. Looks like absolutely nothing is going to happen as far as any trades are concerned. I do think that by the time the NBA season starts, Melo will still be in a New York Knicks uniform, and the Knicks are probably not going to make the playoffs yet again. Listen, all I want before I die is one New York Knicks championship, and it doesn't look like we're going to get any closer to that this season. But you can check that podcast out. Lloyd, A. Thompson, and Mad Mike over at podcloudnetwork.com, as well as lloydathompson.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn SoundCloud. Check that out. Now, this episode, we're starting off with an interview with Velvet Thunder. Who the hell is Velvet Thunder? So, Velvet Thunder's a pro wrestler from out of Singapore. Now, this is the first time I've had a pro wrestler on the podcast, as well as the first time I've had somebody from outside of the United States on the podcast. So that's a pair of firsts. All y'all know that I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. A couple of episodes back, I had my boy Chad Law, and we were talking the latest and greatest in WWE. So look forward to a lot more pro wrestling content on this podcast, as well as the music content that we usually have, just like last episode, which was... Uh, part of the connect series now the connect is where i share music from almost like an unsigned hype for all of my source magazine fans i share music from up-and-coming artists to level the playing field out a little bit in the music industry one of the artists that i played music from his name is cambry h he had a song named comfortable so I, I did that episode i played his song comfortable and then we jumped on the phone and talked about that song as well as his influences and some new projects and everything that he has going on so this episode two interviews for the price of one velvet thunder first then we're going to end off with cambry h very dope so once again thank y'all for tuning in thank you for listening and thank you for sharing my name is ao aaron omar baker you can find me everywhere facebook Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, at Aaron Omar Baker is my full name. This is the AO Show. Stay tuned. Let's go. 
Everybody that knows me knows I've been a huge professional wrestling fan since I was in kindergarten, first grade, something like that, since I was about yay high. But now, this is the first time that I'm going to be able to talk to an actual professional wrestler. Now, double that with the fact that this is the first time I'm doing an interview with somebody out of the country. So we're knocking out a whole bunch of firsts. I got my man Velvet Thunder all the way from Singapore, 12 hours ahead. He's on the line with me. What's up, bro? How are you? Hey, man. How you doing? I can't complain at all. Today's a good day. I'm feeling good. A lot of energy. Like I said, it's 12 hours ahead, so it's uh, it's a completely different day on your side of the, on side of the world. So how are you? Day, huh? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm a bit hungover from last night. Oh yeah. But I think I'll be able to manage because I just drank a massive cup of coffee. <laughs> that should that should keep me awake for a while. I hear you, blessed and highly caffeinated. So let's talk about last night. What was the the festivities? Uh, I just went to a house party. It was my best friend's sister, best friend's girlfriend's sister's birthday. Okay. So I, like I had no idea who half the people were. Yeah. So it was like massive separation from the older guys and the younger people. Yeah. And so yeah, I got free alcohol, so screw it. Yeah, you can't nothing is better than free. Free always tastes better. <laughs> cool. So like I mentioned, uh, Velvet Thunder is a professional wrestler. Um, he's from Singapore. So let's just start off. <clears throat> with the name, it's an interesting name. I'm sure there's a good backstory behind Velvet Thunder. How did you come up with that name, and then why did you decide to stick with that name? Actually, I didn't come up with that name. My friends did. They saw this show called Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and they just thought Velvet Thunder was a great name for me. And at first, I hated that name because it just sounds so ridiculous to me. Velvet Thunder just sounds stupid. But then I started telling people about this story, and then Every time I told them my name was going to be Velvet Thunder, it got such a huge pop for them. Right. And then, before you know it, everyone in training was calling me Velvet Thunder. So I started second-guessing myself. Maybe this name is not all that bad, because it's so memorable and sticks with the audience. So I decided to just go with it, and I'll, I'll fall in love with it. Oh, I mean, it definitely sticks out. It's not like your usual run-of-the-mill name. It's not like yeah. Jack Smith or something like that, you know? So um, let's talk about, like, Velvet Thunder is a unique name. Does that have anything to do with the character that you portray when you're in the ring? Yeah, I'm meant to be a narcissist. I'm meant to go out there and just repeat my name to audiences over and over and over again. Kind of like what Dolph Ziggler was doing when he made his debut. He would just go around telling people he's Dolph Ziggler. Right. So I'm just going around telling people my name is Velvet Thunder. So, hey, I'm Velvet Thunder. Gotcha. The, the show off, the narcissist. You mentioned the narcissist. I immediately thought of uh, Lex Luger back in the early 90s when he was with uh, WWF at the time. So let's just talk all the way back, bring it all the way back. Like I mentioned, I've been a fan for years. When I started watching, you know, this is like the tail end of, you know, Hulk Hogan's run in WWF, a little bit of Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, that new generation era. Um, when did you start watching and who were some of the first wrestlers that you paid attention to? I started watching wrestling around 2005, and what caught my attention was a match between Batista and Edge, because the moment I saw Edge, I just hated that guy, and I just wanted him to get beaten up, right. and Batista was doing a good job, so Batista became my instant favorite, and Edge became my, like, he was my most hated character when I was a kid. Okay. What That's was when that? I got hooked to wrestling. What was that match? you remember when that was? Was it like a Raw match or a pay-per-view match? I think it was a pay-per-view match for the World Heavyweight title. Okay. That was when Edge thing that cardly heel. Just hated, yeah. just hated this character so much. And he was so good, too, like, playing that yeah, character. Because when he first came yeah. in, he was, like, really silent, didn't have a 
an opportunity to really show his personality or anything. But once they gave him that that green light to just really be hated, he was absolutely that. He was hated. Yeah, I think he got elevated after that feud with Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there was some real heat between the, the two of them because yeah. they really had the, the feud over Lita and that whole thing. And that was pretty ugly in real life. Yeah, it was, but... That's good TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's entertainment for the rest of us. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you portray, so you mentioned that you're a narcissist. Do you enjoy or have you had an opportunity to play um, both sides of the fence, play heel and face? No, I haven't had the chance to play face yet. I want to play face sometime in the future because I just want experience from both sides. Right. But as of right now, I want to get better at playing a heel first and then maybe do a face turn later on just for experience. And as a fan, like, you know, in my opinion, just from what I've been able to watch, that's been, you know, a great way for guys to, again, show their personality. And then, you know, really, you have a lot more freedom. It's so it's been said. It's almost cliche. But I guess there is some truth to the fact that you have more freedom being able to play a heel. And then, you know, if you're cool enough or your character is well enough, people are going to root for you anyway. So let's talk yeah, about, true. like, just the, psychi- the psychology a little bit now. Do you think that there are, like, traditional heels and faces nowadays? Or is it just kind of, like, more sport? Like, UFC, you kind of root for who you want to root for? Yeah, I don't think there's any more traditional heels and faces because a lot of the heels right now are getting cheered. And I think a few of the faces are getting booed. Right. Roman Reigns is getting booed and he's meant to be a face. And I actually cannot remember a heel that gets booed except for Rusev and Jinder. Yeah. I think they're the only heels that get booed right now. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, all of the guys, like even like Braun Strowman, for instance, is supposed yeah. to be like the monster heel and people love him. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, I Bra- love him. Braunamania is running wild now. <laughs> so how long have you been wrestling? I've been training for one and a half years. I started when I was 19. And I made my debut seven months ago. Oh, nice. So that's pretty short for the moment. And that was in, was that Singapore Pro, right? Yeah, Singapore Pro Wrestling. SPW. SPW. So how did you, you know, did you, is that a school also, as well as a promotion? Yeah, um, it's a school and a promotion. So if you want to get on the show, you have to go and train there first. And then if they think you're ready and they like you, they will put you on the show. That's pretty much how it works. Gotcha. So I got lucky that they had, you know, they had a good production value and they had a lot of budget to put young guys on the show. So I'm grateful for that. Got you. It's the AO Show. We're on with Velvet Thunder. Make sure you follow him. He's at Instagram, Velvet Thunder, and on Twitter, Velvet uh, Thunder SG. So you mentioned we're talking about uh, Singapore pro wrestling. How long did it take from when you first started training and what were those early days like? And then how long did it take you to actually get on your first show? Um, it took me about eight months to get on my first show, and I had to train every day. I, ne- I barely missed a training day. The only time I missed a training day was when I was sick. So, right. yeah, I had to bust my ass for like eight months. I gave up so much in the eight months to get on the show as fast as possible. Right. So, yeah, and I made my debut seven months ago, and I've done three shows since... So now, is there are there any like uh, were there any things that you went into training expecting or not expecting, and like what what were some of the things that were like surprising to you? Honestly, I had no idea what I was expecting. Yeah, I had no idea how pro wrestling worked when I first joined the school, but just, it's really scary. It's scarier yeah. than I thought. Just a simple thing like taking a bump. It's you know just 
It's very scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're landing on your head without any protection. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. And you were basically in there with a, another, like, usually another wrestler that had the same uh, yeah. experience level as you as well, right? Yeah, so you have to rely on the other person to take care of your body because once they're suplexing you and you're in midair, you've lost control of your body. Yeah. And it's up to the other guy. So that's that's also very scary. Uh, I can I, I can imagine, but I, I want no parts of it, bro. <laughs> the most, the closest I did, like I actually did wrestling, like uh, like amateur wrestling for a couple, for a season in, um, you know, in, uh, in, in high school. But nothing compared. Like, this is a completely different thing for people that... And, you know, with me as well, like, I, so many people came into professional wrestling with somewhat of an amateur background. And I really had no um, aspirations of wrestling, you know, professionally. Sure. But, you know, completely different thing. Like, your feet really don't leave the ground in the amateur. On this side, yeah, it, it's... This is completely different. I think it helps, but... It helps to have an amateur background, but it's still... It's a completely different ball game. Yeah. yeah, I think I think just being an athlete in general probably helps. So, were you uh, involved in any sports at all? So I wasn't an athletic guy in high school. So I was always the guy that got picked last when yeah. you know joining the soccer team. Right. I was that kid. I was like really overweight. So I the only sport I ever had a passion for was professional wrestling. Gotcha. Yeah, because it's like half sport and half entertainment. Yeah, you know so. It's, I mean, I you, you have to be a legit athlete to do this, especially you yeah. know, when you get into when. So, so what's what's the schedule like now? So you you're wrestling over, you know, at, at Singapore Pro Wrestling. What's the schedule yeah. like, uh, I guess, from week to week? They don't have any shows week to week, but they have shows like every two or three months. But the thing is, I was supposed to do a show before I left for the U.S., but they delayed it. Right. So now I won't be having any more shows in FPW. I have to wait till I get to the U.S. to wrestle again, which I honestly don't think it'll be a problem to get on a show in the U.S. Yeah, I tell you, for for for, because I'm I'm based in New York, and there's so many, you know, promotions. There's like yeah. a different show, different couple of shows every week, and then yeah. especially, you know, we have SummerSlam out here in New York um, this year. Oh. And, oh yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, so SummerSlam is out here, and then you know the NXT shows, and I think Ring of Honor is out. Is like every promotion, and then just different events. It's 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 insane. So you, I don't think you'll have any problem. Were you um? Did you ever ever participate uh, or work any shows with any other promotions besides Singapore Pro? Not yet, not yet. Just that one. I haven't gotten the opportunity to do that yet. Yeah. I'm in contact with some promotions, but like with professional professional wrestling, nothing's really confirmed until it actually happens. So I don't want to go around saying that I'm getting booked on this show or that show when it's not confirmed yet. No. Yeah, no, I I know for for sure because like from my background in music, it's pretty much the same thing. Like nothing's confirmed really until you know the yeah. money's the money is cleared and you're actually on the yeah. bill. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I hear you. So you mentioned you're coming over to the U.S. What are your plans out here? Where are you looking to uh to go? Um, I'm planning to go to Philadelphia. Okay. I'll be studying there, and at the same time, I'll be pursuing my professional wrestling career. My priority is professional wrestling. Right. So, yeah. So That's what are you, my number one priority. What are you studying? You mentioned you're studying. You're uh, going to college on it? Yeah, I'm going to be studying marketing, and hopefully I'll be able to play into my professional wrestling to market myself as a wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty much your own, you know, with Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all these different channels, you're your own media brand, you know what I'm saying? So you can... That's the goal. Yeah, that, that pretty much is. And you get it big enough, you have a lot of influence and yeah. you create your own fan base. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, that's true. 
So what are a lot of people underestimate social media? Yeah, I mean, just the fact that we got a chance to like, I was telling you know my friends when you contacted me the other day, I'm like, get the hell out of here! Like, this is the coolest (laughs) shit. But you know, ten years ago, this is not happening. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Absolutely not happening. So thank you, Instagram. (laughs) So um, you're coming over here. You're going to, to to Philly. Um, I'm assuming, I think the Ring of Honor school is up there? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning to go to Ring of Honor to study professional wrestling. Yeah. Got you, got you. So who are some of the guys that you're you're paying attention to now, that you're watching, that you're a fan of? In Ring of um, Honor or just in general? In Ring of Honor? Oh, um, I really like to watch Dolph Ziggler right now. Yeah. Because, not because I'm a fan of him, because I noticed that when I'm wrestling, I lack a lot of movement. Yeah. So that's one thing I noticed that Dolph Ziggler is really good at doing. So I'm watching him do, you know, just for like educational purposes. Right. Just study him. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he, I'm a fan of Seth Rollins and The Miz. Oh, The Miz. The Miz, I think, is the, the best promo guy going right now in, in WWE. Uh, he's, he's, he stepped his game up. Yeah, he's fire on the mic. And, and low key, he's, you know quietly put together a really solid 10 15 year career you know like he's he's been around for so long and you don't really pay too much attention to him because aside from really small moments of time he hasn't been really overexposed but he's he's killing it i think they uh i think they might give him a a world title run before uh before all is said and done give him one more it's possible you forget that he's main event of wrestlemania so you forget how successful he has been in professional wrestling yeah, he's 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 been around for so long and he's killing it. He's great on the mic and he's you know, he's consistent in the ring. Like you pretty much know what you're gonna get in the ring, but you know, bottom line, if he's in there with another good person, he's gonna be able to put a, a good match together, I think. We mentioned SummerSlam is coming up over here in New York. So what match or what two couple of matches or three matches are you looking forward to the most and where you think uh those storylines are going? I'm looking forward to the fatal four way. That's my, that's my, you know, the match that I'm looking forward to the most right now. And I think Samoa Joe is going to end up winning that fatal four-way. Okay. And it might be a way to write Brock Lesnar off TV. Yeah. Because I heard he's going back to the UFC. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's just, you know, just going to be like a, a a behemoth match. Like, all these all yeah. four guys are just humongous monsters. So, that's like Vince McMahon's dream. <laughs> That is like Vince's dream. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 the muscle guy. He's the body guy. Cool man. So um, I noticed also uh, you're sponsored by a company called Collar and Elbow. So if you want to talk about you know what that is and then how you know you linked up with them a little bit. So Collar Collar and Elbow is basically a clothing brand based on professional wrestling owned by Al Snow. Oh wow. Um, how I got in touch with them is I just contacted them. And I showed them my social media profiles, and I told them why it was a good idea to have me on their team. And they eventually got back to me, and they did accept me. And I was really happy about it, because that was my first sponsorship that I'm actually passionate about. I've gone sponsored before by, like, female clothing brands, and I don't really care about female clothing brands. But this is, like, the first time I'm actually happy with my sponsorship, and I'm going to do my best to promote it. But, yeah, go on colorandelbow.com. And use my code VT10 at checkout. Cool. What's the code? VT? VT10. VT10. So collarandelbow.com. Use the code VT10. Check that out. 
So let's talk a little bit of music before we get out of here. Like I mentioned, we usually talk music on this podcast. What are you listening to? Who are some of your favorite artists right now? Okay, um, I've been listening to a lot of Starboy. Okay. I Even though I know that's like one year old, I just discovered that song and I love it. And it's like on repeat on Spotify at the moment. Wow, I mean, it's a, it's a great... Have you gotten into the rest of the album? No, I'm stuck on that on song. That one. <laughs> Shouts to the weekend. The weekend, you're getting some royalties uh, from Velvet Thunder over here. Say thank you. <laughs> Once again, I'm on the line with Velvet Thunder. Follow him on Instagram at Velvet Thunder and on Twitter at Velvet Thunder SG. And check out collarandelbow.com. Use that sponsorship, VT10. So much, much, much appreciation for you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. No doubt. How soon are you coming over to the U.S.? I am flying on the 21st of August, so I should be there by the 22nd, the 23rd. Got you. So all you guys out here, make sure you check out Velvet Thunder coming to uh, an arena near you. Ring of Honor, WWE, get this guy in the building. Thank you very much, man. We'll be in touch. Welcome back to the AO Show. Aaron Omar Baker here. I got a guest on the line. actually played a song that he did titled Comfortable on a previous episode of the AO Show. I got my man Cambry H. on the line with me right out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Let's just talk about the different things that you have going on and different songs. So I mentioned that we played, you know, that I played your song Comfortable. It was uh, actually submitted through me through SubmitHub. So any other artists that are listening, trying to get your music out there, uh, look me up on that site, submithub.com. Um, your song Comfortable, I loved it as soon as I heard it, the vibe when I described it. It was like one of those, those nice 2 a.m. summer ride-around songs. It's, it's a great vibe. It's a great summer song and a great vibe to it. So let's just talk and start off with that song, Comfortable. Um, what's the, like, how did that song come about? Who did you work on it with? And how long ago did you release it? Um, so pretty much um, I worked on it with a producer um, called, well, not called, oh, my goodness. Um, I, na- I worked on it with a producer named uh, Dave Kappa. He's produced for Kyle, I want to say Kevin Gates, G-Eazy, like a couple a couple other people. So, I mean, um, it was definitely a great opportunity to work with him. Um, just getting, like, a whole vibe together sonically, you know, trying to put together, well, I'm trying to put together my very first project, whether it's, a you know, a full length or just an EP or something, but definitely trying to find where I fit sonically. Um, I heard the beat, and I kind of, I really just freestyled over it, and I was like, well, I hope this works. So that was pretty much my whole thing of that coming about so nah that's dope i mean for it to be a, a freestyle or just something that came you know came together on a whim i think you did a really good job in my opinion i thought the song was really dope so you mentioned trying to figure out like uh you know putting your identity and your and your sound and all of that together so let's talk about like maybe some of your influences you know everybody starts off as a fan first before they decide that whatever it is they want to do they want to do it for a living so who were some of the you know the artists or producers or songs that really resonated with you when you were first really starting to pay attention to music? When I really started to first pay attention to music, well, what's crazy is um, I've always been, like, a huge TLC fan for, like, the longest time. Nope. Like, I mean, I'm talking, like, there's, like, pictures of me, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, with the TLC CD. Like, I just, um, I, I don't know. I just, I just really love them. But anyway... Um, definitely as far as, like, influence, when I definitely started to, like, really pay attention to music, um, was definitely Chris Brown. 
um, Chris Brown. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Chris Brown was the shit, okay, back when <laughs> I was growing up, like, me and my best friend at the time in elementary, like, we used to watch his music videos, trying to dance like him, like, everything. Um, and by the way, I can't dance. <laughs> so, no, anyway. I was about to ask, like, is that something that you do too, dancing, but I guess not. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, I'm going to leave that to my friends who are dancers, because that's not for me. But gotcha. anyway, definitely, definitely Chris Brown. Um, I'm definitely into a lot of, um, a lot of old school, so, like, Boys to Men, um, I'm a huge fan of, uh, Tupac, as far as, um, like, the females at the time, I love Lil' Kim, like, to death, I think her look, like, her look back in the 90s and early 2000s is crazy, mm-hmm. um, well, what was I gonna say, um, I really love. I don't know if people might know who he is, but I love. I love Glenn Jones. Show me by Glenn Jones. That is like that. That is a good song. I mean, he played before my time. I was born in '97. I think that song came out in like '86, maybe. That's dope. So, are there any uh, any artists that are out now currently that you find yourself, you know, listening to? Any recent projects that you've been listening to a lot? Um, definitely uh, Scissors Control. Um, Fire. I'm a huge fan of SZA. Like, she, oh, my goodness. I've been following her since probably right around, right before she got signed. Um, I have found out about her through SoundCloud. But um, definitely SZA. Um, just a lot of a lot of TDE shit, really. Um, I just saw Isaiah Rashad. Got you. Now, that song, that song, Comfortable, it makes sense. Like, I can hear, you know, just little bits and pieces Every, every influences just subconsciously happen to come out whenever anybody's putting music together. So with the song Comfortable, was that the first song that you released? I know you said you were trying to, you know, figure the sound out and, and maybe thinking about putting a project out. Have you put any other any other songs out besides Comfortable? Um, yeah, majority of my stuff is up on SoundCloud right now. So I mean I have I have that going on, but definitely I like I like to experiment with a lot of with a lot of different sounds. That's why there is like that pop, you know, there is that, you know, that a little bit of electronic, you know, uncomfortable, but it still also has like, you know, R&B as far as like the vocals. Yeah. I do produce some of my own stuff sometimes. It just kind of depends. I'm really bad about like making a beat and then trying to write to the beat because normally I can't write to my own stuff. That makes sense. I'll just make something. I'll be like, ooh, like I I, I really want to use this. And then I'm just like, okay, well, fuck, like I can't. I can't write shit to it, so then I end up, like, you know, trying to, like, give it to somebody else, or, right. like, I have stuff that's just, I have stuff that's just been, you know, that I made when I was really into producing heavy, maybe about a year or two ago, and it, it's still sitting. Like, I'll go, I'll come back to shit that I started, like, my junior year of high school and finish it now. I never know what I'm doing, and people are like, I sit down and I write music and I you know, and I make beats like, you know, nine hours out of my 24 hour day. I'm like, well, shit, like, I don't do any of that. Sometimes I don't even look at, sometimes I don't even, I can't look at music or do any music for like three weeks straight. And then I have to, you know, come back and do it. But I think, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not the type of person. I'm just like, okay, well, music is what I'm 
into right now, but there's definitely like a bunch of other shit that I want to do as far as on the creative side. Yeah, it actually was going to lead into my next question. Like I checked your uh, your website out and I noticed that you were doing some modeling. I saw Pattern Mag was up there. So is that something else that you want to pursue or that you're pursuing already? Not really, not really modeling. Um, definitely, I, I really am into fashion. Um, I did go to Fashion Week back in February. I went to I went to Cindy. Um, their their party was absolutely crazy. Um, Paper Magazine had a party that was really fun too. I really like I really love style. Anything that is creative that I can you know get my hands on, or you know put an idea into, like I'm gonna love it. Gotcha. Got you. So you have any any other projects or songs that are you going to be releasing? Anybody that you want to tell them, uh, you know, to look out for? Like I said, I don't know if I want to put out like an album or if I'm going to do like an like an EP or something because I okay, I have really bad anxiety like about certain stuff. Even if like mm-hmm. even if I think it's like a hundred percent good, but then like it something will just stop me like you know right like right before something's about to happen i'm like okay bullshit i can't put this out like or if i dwell on something for too long it'll be something totally different that i started you know let's say comfortable could have been a totally different song right but i started it in july it came out in july so that's fine but let's say i started it in july and it didn't come out till september it'd be a completely different song like it would be changed like i probably wouldn't be saying the same stuff that i'm saying like I I feel like in order for something to happen, I'm going to have to have, like, one of my friends or somebody just take my laptop and it's just like, fuck it, we're going to have to put out something because you can't. Like, because I'll just safeguard everything for, like, 20 years and it ain't going to come out. So, and that's not what I want to do. But, yes, yeah, it's definitely going to have to be something that I'm going to have to pass on to somebody else to do for me. Yeah, to, ha- to handle that for you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So everybody that's listening, just let everybody know where they can follow you online. So when you do decide to, you know, whether you're dropping an EP or album, another single or video or whatever it is that you're doing, let them know where you can find, you know, where they can follow you at Snapchat, Instagram, your website, Twitter, all of the above. Um, so everything is uh, at Cambry H. That is C-A-M-B-R-Y-H. So CambryH.com. Instagram is Cambry H. Twitter is Cambry H with an underscore. I don't know. I, I don't know who made a, a Twitter that decided to have a decided to take my name, but take the name. <laughs> um, yeah, Snap, Snapchat, Cambry A's, all all of it. So I'm pretty easy to find out the like. Gotcha. So everybody out there, once again, is at Cambry H, CambryH.com, everywhere. And then make sure you throw the underscore in there on Twitter. Shout out to whoever, uh, whoever took the Cambry H. we got to find that guy. I, I do appreciate you. Thank you very much for your time. Once again, the song Comfortable. Go and check that out. It's on a previous episode of the AO Show. Thank you so much for your time. I want to say thank you to both of my guests, Cambry H., and Velvet Thunder. Check both of those gentlemen out across all social media platforms. And follow me. I'm at Aaron Omar Bakers. My full name everywhere. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, all of the above. Head over to PodCloudNetwork.com. You can check out all of the past episodes of the AO Show. As well as the Lloyd A. Thompson and Mad Mike Show. They got you covered if you want to talk sports. Once again, PodCloudNetwork.com. Part of MyFresh.com. That's it. Until next time. Peace.